Yesterday, I did the unthinkable. I had a political discussion with my boss, with my supervisor at work. My co-workers fled in terror as the conversation began because, for some reason, it's taboo to talk about politics. Um, it was kind of funny because I ended up actually running like... 10 minutes past uh, the time I was supposed to leave or the time where everybody else left and and he apologized and was like, hey, sorry I held you up. I was like, no, I, I love talking about this and people generally don't. But what was cool was he and I didn't agree on... Um, he voted for Biden, I voted for Trump. Um, so, we, so we didn't agree on that. But we had a very productive conversation and both of us are reasonable and centrist enough to where we could understand each other's reasons um, which, which was very interesting. Uh, today's November 4th, I'm sorry, 5th, 2020, and uh, they're still counting uh, the poll results from the election a couple days ago, um, and it's down to the wire. Uh, my prediction was it would come down to Nevada, and that's what it's looking like, and that six points of the electoral vote will determine the outcome. Um, I mean, of course, there's there's lawyers and everything trying to uh, accuse the other side of fraud and everything, so on, on both sides, I believe. Anyway, um, you know, my reasons for voting for Trump, and I told I told my lieutenant uh, yesterday that I filled out my ballot. I had everything bubbled in, all the amendments and uh, and House representatives and judges and everything I had filled out. The only portion I hadn't filled out or decided on was the presidency. Which is funny because that's the, usually the first thing most people decide. I knew that I wasn't going to vote for Biden. And it wasn't because of Biden. Like, Biden's got some things I don't agree with. But I think... I feel like oh, Biden's ideas aren't his own. Um, he's, he's just a, a blue player on the blue team. And at the end of the day, when you go down the list, I just listened to a Russell Brand uh, video explaining his view on Joe Biden and everything. And he, he went down a list of, of things that Biden is uh, is pushing for or, or promises to push for if he wins. And and I don't agree with, with any of them, like none. Um, so you're not, not going to get into the issues, you know, uh, the, the, the typical, uh, standard Republican, Democrat, uh, you know, abortion, gun rights, things like that. Those are obvious. Um, but even like the economic policies and everything. And, and to me, that's, that's ultimately what, what led me to vote for Donald Trump. And I, I almost voted third party. I almost voted, um, Joe Jorgensen, Oh, first, let me say, I, I don't like Donald Trump. I, I don't care for him. Uh, I think he's an embarrassment. I think he's egotistical. And I think winning a second term will boost his ego, will inflate his ego to a point where it would just lead to further embarrassment. Um, and, and I brought that point up to my lieutenant, and, and he's that's the reason he didn't want to vote for Trump. And he said he even voted for a lot of the Republicans um, on the ballot, uh, you know, local and otherwise. But he, he didn't vote for Trump because of those reasons, you know? And and he's my uh my, my lieutenant's a black man, but he didn't he didn't say anything about Trump being racist or inciting racism or anything like that. It was it was merely just, you know he didn't he you know, same thing I say. He didn't like his ego and, and the way that he acted in the public eye and how he's kind of an embarrassment to our country. 
had the Democrats produced um, someone, I can't, I can't think of anybody that I know of, uh, I wouldn't have been opposed to voting against Trump, and, and I thought about voting third party, uh, I thought about voting for uh, Joe Jorgensen, the libertarian candidate, uh, and knowing that that's somewhat of a protest vote, um, I voted for Gary Johnson in 2016, but I didn't this time because not because of of how Trump has acted or what Trump has done in the past four years, and he's done some good and he's done some things I don't like certainly. But how the Democratic Party has acted the last four years is what really made me vote for Trump because I didn't want to cast the protest vote, or if I was going to cast a protest vote, I was protesting the Democratic Party, uh, not the establishment in its entirety. And, um, you know, basically, for one, the the way that they've handled uh, Donald Trump, they've tried to impeach him from day one, and, and honestly, as much as I... I don't like him. Uh, they're full of shit. They, they're being sore losers. I mean, that's just the honest truth. There was no Russian collusion. There's no, you know, time after time they throw attack and attack after him and after anybody that comes near him. Uh, they try to slander and, and defamate and, and try to, you know, try to use the media to, to sway people. And, and it, it is insane. It's, uh, yes, they have treated him very unfairly. Now, now, a any world leader, any politician should be open to criticism from the press and, and from the public, but when you're just fabricating things, when you're just making things up, uh, it's just kind of, for one, it's just kind of annoying, uh, but two, it, it shows that, that there's something deeper going on, and when you look at you know Nancy Pelosi, you look at Chuck Schumer, you look at uh, you know the Democratic frontrunners or the the Democratic leaders, rather. Um, it's clear what their agenda is. It's clear what they're trying to accomplish. And and my lieutenant brought up, you know, he's like, well, what about you know people that can't help themselves? And we need these, you know, social programs and this and that, you know. And he kind of made a case for it a little bit, but. And I understand that, and I'm not opposed to Social Security. I don't, honestly, like, I've been paying into it my whole life. I don't, I don't care. I'm okay, I'm paying into Social Security. They tell me I'll never see it, but it'll help out the people that need it now, and hopefully, you know, my retirement will be enough by the time I reach that age. Um, but, so, so I'm not, I'm not entirely, now, whether the inner workings of the system are effective or not is, is yet to be determined, but, but as a concept, I'm not opposed to, uh, to some, you know, social safety net programs. I don't think that that is the fundamental, or I'm sorry, that that should be the fundamental function of government. I'm, I'm pro-Constitution, and the Constitution doesn't really get into government assistance. That that came later. Uh, you know, the Constitution is, is there, which is the definition of our government, is there to, to protect and defend our inalienable rights, not to um, take care of us. You know, but if we have the means to do it as a society, if, if we have the means to pull together, and the church is failing in that aspect, then then okay, um, I, you know, there, there's room for there's room for government. I don't want to use the word intervention, but assistance. You know, for people who need it, it does create the issues of those who would and do uh, take advantage of 
those systems and don't use them to better better their lives, but rather enable their uh, their bad habits or their their laziness or whatever the case may be. I think that goes without saying. And and the the Biden voter I discuss this with I don't even want to say debated because we didn't disagree on a lot, but uh, that I discussed this with yesterday, I agreed on that point as well. Um, but that's not all that the Democratic Party is trying to do. What really bothers me, and 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 of course, you know, there's the whole back and forth thing, like I said, about abortion and, and gun control. But you know, George W. Bush was a Republican, and he he did more uh, to limit access to firearms than than some Democratic presidents and and politicians have done. So I think that's kind of uh, become a a double-sided thing as well. But what really uh, makes me not want to vote Democrat is, is the state socialism. And and, and I've been trying to understand what it is. And, and it's weird because I just said, oh, government assistance is fine, but not socialism. And, and, and I thought that's what it was, you know. And it's like, that, you know, there's room for, for some discussion there. But I've been, I've been studying because, because people say, um, my brother-in-law, for instance, you know, he's like, oh, you know, I'm a socialist and, you know, because it's hip. But you don't understand what socialism means. Okay, well then explain it to me. You know, and he's like, "Oh, it's the means of production being uh, controlled and owned by the employees rather than the employer." You know, it's not the employer. Okay, the system that we have now. So I've I've been trying to understand this. It, you're, you're saying that the means of production uh, being owned and controlled by the workers, by the laborers, right? So so you're you're getting away from the employer employee relationship. People that just you know the the capitalist um, structure, which does not define capitalism, but is a uh, consequence of it often, of somebody having money, um, investing their money and their time into uh, starting a company, whether it's it's purchasing uh, warehouse space and, and factory machinery and um, materials to build something and then hiring people to assemble it. <laughs> Um, you know that that model uh, for one, well, it, it it does work, but that's that's what people like my brother-in-law are trying to oppose for some reason. But the interesting thing about it is the way that our society, our government, rather, is set up right now. It it does allow for that. It allows for a billionaire to invest money into something that they feel they can make a profit from, and. Uh, and hire people, employ them to make that happen, pay them an agreed-upon wage, and then pocket the profits. And that's where, I don't want to say all socialists, but that's where people like my brother-in-law have a problem. Well, why should they get the profits? Well, I'll start out this way. Let me tell you why they should get the profits, because they're assuming all the risk. That's it. They're putting their money up, and if the business fails, they lose. If it succeeds, they win. Now, as an employee, if you want to make more money, negotiate that because you're free to do that. I won't even get into uh, you know Bernie Sanders citing the Nordic countries uh, as models of success in 
socialist structure because these not, they're not even talking about the same thing. They have so such minimal regulations on their businesses. They have the employee-employer relationship in those countries, and there is no minimum wage in Denmark. But the employees get paid $16 an hour typically at minimum. So, uh, you know, it's, it's less government intervention. My point is that our system allows for the capitalist or the employer-employee structure to exist. However, it also allows for worker co-ops to exist. It also allows for the socialist structure to exist. If a hundred people want to get together and organize and put their money together and put their time together and put their resources together and take a risk and start a company, they are free to do that. It doesn't often succeed as well as the employer-employee model because you have too many chiefs and not enough Indians. That's real. Whereas the inmates at the prison I work at say, that real now. It is real. It doesn't succeed. And I'm not saying never, because there are examples. But it, why, isn't, why doesn't it happen more frequently? Because it's more difficult to organize 100 people than it is for one guy who has a bunch of money to say, you know what, I'm going to put this money up front. I believe that this is going to work. Let me find some people who also believe this is going to work but don't have the resources to implement it, but they have the ability to assist in making it happen, and boom, there you go. That, that business owner assumes all the risk and responsibility. He hires people that if the company fails, they lose nothing or they lose their jobs, but they can get another job and they're right back where they started, whereas he will have a loss or she. Sorry, I'm being a, a sexist by using classic uh, grammar in my use of gender pronouns. But you see my point. But what's interesting is both systems are allowed currently, but with the state socialist system, and this is what I'm still trying to understand, how do you get from here to there, like in, in Bernie Sanders' mind or my brother-in-law's mind, how do you get there? So what, they're, what they seem to be advocating for is eliminating the employer-employee uh, model and, 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 and pushing for the, the worker-owned model. First of all, what if, and I know this to be the case, I, wor I work for the government, I work for the state, um, but I've, I've worked for other people and I've worked for large corporations, I've worked for Home Depot, and I had no problem working for Home Depot. I don't, now, I, now they have stock options, right, so there's that, um, but as far as, as making the, the major decisions uh, for the company, uh, you know, like the like the the the, the high level decisions for for the company. I I don't want to take extra time to vote on those things. I I was a department head. I wanted to get my department in order because that was my job, and I succeeded, and I got pay raises. They compensated me for the work that I did, and in a fair manner. I, like I I don't see a problem with that. Now the decisions that I that I made about where to put the uh, the pipe couplings. Uh, in plumbing didn't hold as much weight or um, or consequence as the higher level decisions. Um, 
so I, I didn't benefit as much from them as the managers at the corporate level. And now, granted, there's there's bureaucrats that probably don't do shit that are just in that position because they and they've worked to get there, whatever. But I don't care about them. It doesn't affect my life as long as I'm getting what was agreed upon. Right. And, and when I was initially hired, I agreed upon a certain wage. I got two raises. I got a total of four dollar raise in a matter of four months uh, from, you know, j- just from, from working hard and, and, uh, you know, and doing me, you know, I, I don't understand why anyone would want to not allow for that to happen. If everybody, if every party involved is happy with the outcome, it seems to me typically that the people that and, and just just from talking to coworkers at past jobs and, and and things like that the people that don't want that to to take place are the ones that aren't succeeding in it and the ones that aren't succeeding in it are the lazier ones they're the ones that aren't working hard to get those raises to get those promotions well, so that's interesting you know so it's like oh well i could do better well you don't know that and you don't do a good job at the job you're doing now so what makes you think you could do better and then if you take away the opportunity for rich people to invest and to start these companies, then good luck organizing a hundred like-minded people when you can't even do your simple job of putting of stocking groceries back on a shelf the right way. So I, I how do we get from here to there? It seems like the whole eat the rich meme uh, may have something to do with it. Well, billionaires shouldn't exist is what they say, right? So tax the fuck out of them, you know, make sure that they're not billionaires anymore. And, um, and then what? That money's not going to the people. That money's going to the federal government. And the only way it's going to the people is in, is in the form of government assistance, which statistically, like, like it helps people in need, but people that aren't in need, it, 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 I don't want to say it hurts them because really they're hurting themselves, um, it, but it enables them to hurt themselves. Uh, I, I don't think I need to get into any any further de- detail on you know dependency on on welfare, and it's not even real dependency if they don't need it. It's just like oh, I'm going to take advantage of it because it's here, and this allows me to not have to work as hard to succeed. And then if I make too much money, then I don't get the government assistance. Why should I work harder for anyway? I said I'm not going to get into that. Um, because I'm, I'm not hating on all government assistance. My dad is sick and he's on uh, disability, and, and that's good that, that we have that in place. What I have a problem with is taking away freedom and, and the free market, freedom of enterprise, you know, being able to, you know, if you have the money. I, I mean, God, you know, it's, it's even at the point where uh, you look at someone like, like Jeff Bezos, uh, he didn't inherit his wealth, he, he made it himself. Um, and so, so now he's, he's in this new, this new world of technology and he's finding ways to pioneer, to innovate, to, uh, to use the technology that we have available, even invent some new technology and, and come up with new business models. And these aren't, these aren't fully automated business models that models, they employ people. Amazon is huge and he owns grocery stores now and and you know so not just like the manufacturing of of his products or or the shipping but but yeah I mean the shipping too they they're opening warehouses where they they have to hire people um 
to to work to you know to sort all this you know all these all these goods out. So, so here's a self-made man who's employing people you know who are willingly employed. They're not being forced to work for Amazon against their will, and he's making too much money. So let's let's bleed the fuck out of him. Let's take away what he has because the employees should be making the decisions. He's made good decisions to get where he is. So. I don't think that's an exploitation of the capitalist system. I think that's just reality. That's just like basic common sense. You know, he's he's an entrepreneur. He had good ideas. You know, his startup. Uh, you know, a- Amazon. You know, selling books was was a good idea. There's there's some history about him working for a bookstore and, and pitching the idea to his boss who didn't want to do it, so he took it and did it on his own. Like that's that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. But but no, we can't have that. One person can't possibly own a company. How could that work? Because it does. It does work. Now, if you want to talk about minimum wage or cost of living, you want to put more restrictions on things uh, like price fixing or things of that nature, you're setting a dangerous precedent. You're opening up a dangerous can of worms. The country that's the countries that succeed with more socialist policy in place have less restrictions on their companies in the first place they have higher taxes and they but they tax everybody it's not just oh eat the rich you know you go to the the reason people ride bikes in copenhagen isn't because they want the exercise it's because cars cost three times as much as they do here in the united states and those two-thirds are all taxes so Granted, riding bikes, yeah, it's probably a healthier alternative, but, you know, Copenhagen is smaller than uh, Jacksonville, so uh, you don't you don't have, have those same options. I, I, shit, if I rode a bike to work every day, you know, yeah, I'd probably get in pretty good shape, and I would, my body would adjust and would adapt, but I would, it would take, take so much time away from my family to try to, you know, make it to work on time and everything. It's just not, it's not feasible, and it's not realistic uh, with the world that we've built here in the United States, so... Uh, which is, uh, you know, another thing that Joe Biden is pushing for is carbon taxes and, and uh, decentivizing, um, you know, carbon emissions and, and things of that nature. So I'm pro-freedom. I think the government's necessary. I'm a libertarian, not an anarchist. Um, but I, I, can't, I can't trust the Democratic Party not to fuck things up for everybody.